You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. Of truth, the spirit of power. You can do all things. Nothing shall be impossible to you. No situation, no circumstance. You will be able to overcome. You will be able to reign in life through the abundance of my grace. That's what it says in Romans. Through the abundance of God's grace. God is pouring out his grace in abundance. He says, I am giving it to you in abundance. Use that grace to move the mountain. Use that grace to remove the thorn in the flesh. Use that grace to deal with the adversity. Use that grace to deal with the oppression. Use that grace to deal with the injustice. Use that grace to deal with all things that are displeasing and that are contrary to my will for you. You will do it. What does God supply? His grace. In prayer, he's supplying an outpouring of his spirit. Jesus said, look, I am leaving you. What you need in order to succeed is another comforter. What you need is the spirit of truth. What you need is the spirit of grace. He will be in you and will dwell with you. He will tabernacle over you. Philippians 4, 13 in the Passion Translation says, I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty and to master all things. That's what it says. I find that the strength of Christ uh, or the power of Christ, uh, the power, the strength or the might of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. That's what Paul, what God was trying to teach Paul. It says, you come to me to receive a supply of the Spirit and then you go out and do the work. Paul was praying to God to remove his thought. God was saying, use your faith to receive my grace, to receive my power, and you will conquer the thorn in your flesh. You will be able to do all things through my grace, for my grace is my power. Let us look at Acts in the life of Jesus. Acts chapter 10, how Jesus dealt with thorns in the flesh, how Jesus dealt with the messenger of Satan. Acts chapter 10. Verse 36, the Bible says, the word which God sent, this was Peter preaching to Cornelius and his family. He was preaching the gospel to them. Says the word which God sent to the children of Israel, this is God's word to us, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. And we need to understand what that peace is. Jesus, when talking about the Holy Spirit, said, I'm leaving you a peace. I'm giving you a peace. Let's look at it. I think it's in... John chapter 14, so that you understand the peace that he left. John chapter 14, Jesus said from verse 26, but the helper or the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name or for my sake, he will teach you all things. So the Holy Spirit will bring teaching, guidance. He's the counselor. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Verse 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give you. 
Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That is, you have no reason to be troubled or to be afraid, no matter what you're going through, because I am leaving you with peace, the spirit of peace. That is, God is going to send the comforter. He is the peace of God that passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind. That, That peace of God is talking about the Holy Spirit, a fresh supply of the Holy Spirit. So hear the gospel that Paul, Peter, was preaching to Cornelius. Says the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. What is that peace? Preaching, Jesus said, I leave a peace with you so that you will not be troubled, so that you will not be afraid. I'm asking the Father, this was the prayer of Jesus for his disciples. The prayer, the paramount, the primary prayer of Christ for his disciples was for the Father. He didn't pray for large crowds. He didn't pray for for plenty of money for them. He prayed that God would send the Holy Spirit because he understood that God's grace was necessary for them in order to face the persecution, the distress, the oppression, the injustice that they were going to go through in the world. He says, Preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. So this was, he said, this is the message that Jesus preached. Peace through through himself. Peace through Jesus Christ. Says that word you know was proclaimed through all Judea. Through all Galilee, it began. This message of peace began after the baptism of John, the message concerning baptism of John, concerning repentance. And what is that word? Verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. That was the peace he was preaching. How God anointed Jesus Christ. This is the message. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about? See what happened. Once that grace, the Spirit of the the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power of God came upon him, then he started to do something. He began to use that grace. Who went about doing good? He used the anointing. He used the grace of God to deal with the thorn in the flesh in the lives of people. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Jesus used the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power that was released to go about to do good and to heal all those who were oppressed by the devil. That's what God was telling Paul. My grace will enable you to heal yourself, to deliver yourself from this oppression or this messenger of Satan. That is, after Jesus had received the anointing of the Spirit and the power of God, then he could act. He was empowered to do the works that God had called him to do. He was empowered to destroy the works of Satan in in the lives of people. That is, God was telling Paul, 
My grace will enable you to destroy the works of the devil. It says, for this reason was the Son of Man made manifest, to destroy the works of the devil. And now Christ said, I'm sending you another comforter, another one like myself, who will destroy the works of the devil. But you must use, utilize, you are going to go out to do the works by the Spirit. Don't beg me. Take it away, you go and take it away by the power of my spirit. We see this again in the life of Jesus. Jesus preached what he practiced. This was the peace that he left. So that I said, therefore, you will not be troubled. You will not be afraid. Because <laughs> God has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, the spirit of love, the spirit of a sound mind. God has not given you the spirit of fear, the spirit of power. My grace is sufficient for you. Look at the life of Jesus. The Bible says he went into the wilderness full of the spirit, tempted of the devil, but returned in the power of the spirit. And then he went into the, into the synagogue in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He could have said the grace of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. Remember, he was anointed with the Spirit and the power of God. He has anointed me to do certain things. The anointing comes to do certain things. The anointing comes for purpose. The anointing comes to execute the will of God. The anointing comes to break the yoke of the enemy. The anointing is released for purpose, for works, works, good works. Says he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Jesus had to go out. He didn't, the anointing just didn't, he used it to preach the gospel to the poor. He used the anointing to heal the brokenhearted. He used the anointing of the spirit and the power to proclaim liberty to the captives. That is to deliver those who are oppressed of the enemy. That's what God was telling Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. My anointing, the anointing of my spirit and my power. That is, Jesus told his disciples that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And that release of the Holy Spirit takes place in, the, in, in, in prayer. Jesus was praying in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. The outpouring of the Spirit came upon the apostles or the disciples of Jesus Christ when they had been gathered in the upper room in prayer. The release of that Spirit, that is your focus, the focus of your faith is for an outpouring of the Spirit. The focus of prayer is for an outpouring of the Spirit and the power of God. Because when you receive that, then you can face the adversity. Then you can overcome the thorn in the flesh. Then you can deal with the messengers of Satan. It says he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty... Those who are oppressed, that is, he used the anointing to set at liberty. He used the grace of God to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He used the anointing of the Spirit and the power of God to set at liberty those who are oppressed. What was God telling Paul? Use the anointing of the Spirit and the power of God in your current situation to set you at liberty from the 
oppression of the enemy, but you will do it. Set at liberty those who are oppressed. Set at liberty those who are persecuted. Set at it is by the anointing of the Spirit and the power of God. Says the Spirit will come and will guide you into the knowledge of truth. He will give you guidance. He will lead you in the way that you must go. He will cause you to understand the choices you must make. He will teach you what you need to say and what you need to do. Jesus said constantly, I have received a command what I should say and what I should speak to the situation, to the adversity. I have received a command. What he says, the works that I do, it is what I have said the father doing that is i do what he has commanded me to do stop begging me receive my grace and begin to act deal with the oppression deal with the mountain deal with the injustice deal with the persecution deal with the necessity paul put it this way says in philippians 2 Verse 12 to 13, work out your salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That is, you're humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. God gives grace to the humble. You come to him. The Bible says, unto this one will he look, the one that trembles at his word. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. So work out your salvation. Verse 13, it says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. His grace in you will cause you both to will and to do. It will produce actions. It will produce works. It works in you both to will and to do or for his good pleasure. We see this again in Philippians 1 from verse 19 to 20. It says, for I know, this is Paul praying, Paul talking to the Philippian church, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. Through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. It says, your prayer is bringing about the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ will strengthen me in the time of adversity. It will strengthen me and empower me to overcome and to conquer and to master my adversity, to master the mountain, to master the injustice, to master the oppression, to master the necessity. Says the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. It says, I won't be ashamed. My expectations will not be cut off. Why? Because of the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. It says, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Christ will be magnified. The power of Christ will be magnified. The life of Christ will be made manifest in my body. It will be revealed. It will be demonstrated for all to see. They will know that this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Paul began to understand that he needed to use the grace that he had received. He had to utilize the grace to live. That is, he came before the throne of God to receive grace. And then he he needed to exercise faith in that grace. Faith in the power of God to produce what he was looking for. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. 
Paul is speaking here to the Corinthian church. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. That is, I am what I am. It is the spirit of God that is making me what I am or who I need to, who God wants me to be. And his grace towards me was not in vain. That is, God's power towards us must not be in vain. And he explained what he did. Says his grace towards me was not in vain. God said, look, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm, exp- I'm, I'm pouring out my grace towards you. I'm pouring out my power towards you. Said this grace was not in vain. What did he do with this grace? He says, but I labored. I exercised myself more abundantly than they all. Talking about the other apostles. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me, or which was with me. Yet not my own strength, but God's strength. His, his empowering grace is, that's what one translation says, his empowering grace is poured out upon me. Said it wasn't I, the grace of God which was in me caused me to labor, caused me to work. The grace of God enabled me to do that which God had called me to do. The grace of God towards me was not in vain. It did not, he said it wasn't fruitless. The grace of God within me, the grace of God upon me produced fruit, produced works, delivered, set captives free. It healed the sick. The grace of God as I exercised faith in that power produced certain things, produced fruits that brought glory to God. We see this again in Romans 12 verse 6. The Bible says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. That is God imparts gifts of his spirit by the grace of God that is given to us. It says, let, and this is where I'm going, let us use them. Let us use the grace given unto us. Let us use, he says, I have given the Holy Spirit unto you as your helper, as your counselor, as your strength. Do not use your strength, use my strength. Do not use your wisdom, use my wisdom. Do not use your own understanding, use my own understanding. But you must come to me to first of all, receive my grace then you'll be able to use it. Says we've been given grace, uh, the gift of God according to his grace, let us use it. Uh, says if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Uh, if power, let us exercise it in proportion to our faith. We see this again in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. The scripture says, we then as workers together with him, We then as workers together with God also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Don't receive the grace of God and don't use it at all for anything. Don't just receive the grace of God and just allow it to lie fallow. Even Paul had to remind Timothy, stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. Stir up the gift of God on the inside of you by the laying on of my hands. By the laying on of hands, the Holy Spirit was given in that time. And even in this time, by the laying of hands, the Spirit was given. By the laying on of hands, grace was imparted. Stir, stir it up, stir it up, set it aflame, ignite it, exercise your yourself in it through faith. That's what God was telling Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace, begin to use my grace, exercise my grace. 
You are not under the power of Satan. You are under the grace of God. You are not under the law, but under grace. Scripture says, sin shall not have any dominion over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. Begin to operate as those under grace, under the influence of the grace, the anointing of the Spirit and the power of God. Jesus, before he began his ministry, before he began any of the works that he did, before he did any of the miracles that he did, he understood he had to fellowship with the Father to receive grace to help him in time of necessity, in time of persecution, in time of adversity. Bible says in Galatians 3, he that supplies the spirit unto you and works, brings about the working of miracles. He does it not by the works of the law, but by the hearing of faith. As you lift your voice in prayer to ask for a supply of the spirit. And that supply comes for us to utilize, not for it to be supplied in vain from the father. We see this in the life of Mary. When the angel came to tell her, she would conceive. She said, how is this possible? I'm a virgin. How is this going to happen? How is this impossible thing going to happen? How am I going to, how is this going to take place? Hey, this, this thing you're describing sounds like a mountain. And the angel said in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, that the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and the power of the most high shall overshadow you. That is how this is going to happen. This is how this impossible thing is going to take place. This is how what seems like a mountain in your mind is going to become a plane. The supply of the Spirit, the Amplified puts it this way, says, receive not the grace of God in vain. Do not receive it to no purpose. Receive the grace of God with a purpose in mind. Receive it with a purpose in mind, the supply of the Spirit to meet the expectations. It will, the Spirit comes to fulfill God's will upon us. The Spirit is supplied to manifest God's will. The Bible says works miracles. The Bible says gives us a word of wisdom. The Bible says it gives us understanding. It gives us revelation. It produces healing. It imparts faith. But in order to experience his grace, the Bible says we must constantly come up to that throne of grace. We must come up to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace to help us in our times of need. The Holy Spirit is the helper. That is, there is a continuous coming to the throne of grace, to the very presence of God, to receive grace, to find grace to help us. There is a search in prayer. Bible says, seek and you will find. That is, there must, if we're going to find grace, we must seek for it. Seek by faith. Seek by asking. You ask. If you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you will find. If you knock and keep on knocking, the door will be opened. If you seek and keep on seeking, you will find. If you ask and keep on asking, you will receive. There must be that persistence in coming to the throne of grace. The Bible says God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. And that grace he gives unto us for a purpose, to accomplish certain things, to deal with the circumstances and the situations that we are in. His grace is sufficient for us. His grace is sufficient for us. 
Praise the Lord. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I give you thanks and praise. I thank you for your word this morning, and I ask that you cause this word to bear fruit in the lives of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your spirit bring about wisdom and understanding to those who I need. Let your spirit produce healing. Minister life to everyone that has heard your words today, bringing about liberty, healing, and deliverance in every area of their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you all for listening. God bless you all. And do have a blessed and fruitful week in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.